Hello, Monetization Nation. In this episode, I'm joined by Eric Keating. Eric is go-to-market strategist and the vice president of marketing at AppQs. He has worked in the SaaS world his entire career, starting with a company called Sonic Bids, and has spent more than 10 years in marketing. Eric is an expert in the concept of product-led growth, what we have called the free trial or the freemium model on this show. Today, we're going to dive deep into product-led growth and monetization. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. In today's episode, I am joined by Eric Keating. Eric is the Vice President of Marketing at AppQs. He's a go-to-market strategist, a team builder, and a company steward. He's always keeping an eye on metrics and an ear to customers. Above all, he's a level-headed team player. He's worked in the SaaS world his entire career, uh, starting with a company called Sonic Biz. He is an expert with a concept called product-led growth. And that's another way of saying the free trial or the freemium experience that, that we've talked about on the show. And we're excited to dive deep into product-led growth today. Thank you so much for joining us, Eric. Uh, thanks a lot, Nathan. Happy to be here. Appreciate it. So can you start off by sharing with us something that you are super passionate about? So, you know, personally, uh, you know, I, I love, uh, my favorite activity is, is hiking. Uh, one of the things that I'm working on right now is uh, in the Northeast States, up in New Hampshire, there's a there's a, uh, an area called the White Mountains, and there are, I believe, 48, 4,000 foot peaks there. Now, somebody in Colorado or, you know, elsewhere in the world with much higher peaks may not be impressed by that, but it's a pretty good elevation gain. Uh, and there is um, there's a, a list. Um, so, you know, I'm working through that list of all the 4,000 footers in New Hampshire. I'm probably about 60% of the way through. It's been a slog, especially with the with smaller kids in my life right now, but I'm very passionate about completing that list and, and kind of pushing myself physically to, to get up there and, and find some peace at the top. Nice. Uh, can you tell us about your story, your journey to become an expert in product led growth? Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's uh, so when you talk about product led growth, it's this concept that's really gained a lot of steam and awareness over the last one to two years. Um, and it's this concept of, uh, especially for software businesses, leading with your product, right? So product led growth, it's kind of in the name. And it's the idea that, you know, your product is the primary driver of your user experience and, uh, you know, making your, your product available um, to try for free uh, in a self-service capacity uh, as often as possible is one of the most effective ways to go to market today. Um, and so, you know, when I look back on my career and I think back to that first gig uh, in, in software, um, leading with uh, a self-service free product experience is something that has been true at almost every single company I've worked at since. Um, and so, you know, looking back on it and having this new name to place on it is, is pretty cool because uh, I'm in this unique position of having, having a, kind of a rich history of working in this type of uh, go-to-market uh, strategy or approach. And uh, with so much interest in it today, um, you know, it's just a really nice opportunity to, to, to kind of give back to, to the, uh, 
you know, other marketers, other, other go-to-market focused professionals and, and share some of the experiences I've had over the years. Um, so yeah, and it's just something, something that I've, I've been interested in a lot. I've, I've, uh, written about and, and spoke about a lot recently. Um, and yeah, happy to be here talking about it. So. And you've done this for some great companies. Um, you know, you can talk about them a little bit. I, I know you used to, I believe you used to be with compete.com or compete. Yeah. Uh, yeah. company that I used for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Compete.com is probably the, the most broadly used product that, uh, you know, where I've, where I've worked. Um, but yeah, uh, a few of the mo- more prominent names, zoom info, uh, you know, I was there for a couple of years, uh, right after the, um, the recession, uh, in, in 2008. Uh, and I was tasked with kind of re, uh, re-engaging the recruiting, uh, segment of their market. Um, so obviously a lot of, not a lot of hiring going on during the recession. And that was pr- before, uh, the recession, it was the primary segment that they sold into. Um, so, you know, bringing that market back and then eventually launching their, um, their zoom info community edition, which was another product led approach, uh, to not only giving users access to the product for free, but also improving data quality. Um, I spent five years at compete.com moving between marketing and general management of the SaaS business unit. Uh, and yeah, we had at points there, we were doing over, you know, close to 400,000 free users a month, uh, of the, of compete.com. So, uh, that was a really, really fun experience and, and to work with that kind of volume of users and, you know, speaking of monetization, how do we, how do we continue to deliver value to that free user base, but also how do we turn more of them into paying customers, right? And then now I'm at AppQs and, and AppQs uh, also has this product-led uh, go-to-market uh, approach. Um, and where, you know, the interesting thing about AppQs and the reason why I'm really happy right now is because not only do I get to continue practicing this, this, this approach, but also, you know, we are helping companies be more effective with this approach by giving them the ability to communicate with their users inside of their applications. So in this world in, in which uh, you need to deliver more self-service um, uh, you know, effective product experiences, uh, there's this need to guide and communicate with users inside of your application. Um, and that's the type of, of product experience that can, when you do this effectively, can really drive adoption of your product and create new monetization opportunities. And what AppQs allows you to do is actually guide users inside of your application with different design patterns like modals and slide outs and tool tips. Um, and when, you know, what our customers are seeing is that when they onboard new customers inside of their application, they're seeing huge increases in activation rate and free to paid conversion. Um, when they're, you know, making fe- features, uh, making users aware of new features that they offer, or, you know, if there's a user on a, an entry level plan, but there's a premium feature they don't have access to driving awareness of that feature, uh, all inside of the application with AppQs without requiring a developer, uh, it's really unlocking a lot of, uh, great growth opportunities for our SaaS customers. Yeah. So with AppQs, just to summarize your, Your customers can add automated and personalized onboarding, product tours, uh, surveys, announcements, just a lot of ways to help turn visitors into uh, active customers. Yeah, exactly. Keep them engaged, keep them using your product, adopting it fully, and ultimately retained longer. Okay. What is the biggest home run you've hit in your career? I, I know that in Zias, you you saw you and your team saw 100x growth in customer 
customers and 35x growth in revenues. Um, is that your biggest home run? Yeah, I mean it's it's one of the one of my favorite stories of my career. Um, I'm not sure there was a single uh, home run that I would chalk it up to, but yeah, I mean when I started, you know, we were we had very very few customers. We were essentially just just bringing the product to market. Um, and over the three years I was there, um, you know, working with that great team, we brought the company from basically zero dollars in revenue up to ten million. Um, so that was a great experience, and and you know, getting something off the ground like that into a place where, you know, the company could start to invest in new uh, growth trajectories. That's just a, it's just a phenomenal experience. But I think maybe one of the biggest home runs that I've hit in my career was at Compete. Um, and I talked a little bit about, you know, having, having hundreds of thousands of free users every month. Um, so going through this, this project of analyzing how our free users were using the product, what features they were using, what, what uh, data points they found most valuable, et cetera. And then figuring out a way that we could continue to deliver that value to 90, 95% of that user base while then creating more incentives for the other 5%, which, you know, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but it was still many, many thousands of users uh, to create more incentive for them to upgrade and start, start uh, using a premium plan of the product. Um, we did that really effectively and we essentially doubled uh, monthly revenue month over month once we made that change. Yeah, I believe I was one of those paid customers. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm I'm happy you paid us, but yeah, I mean, we we provided a, a ton of great data, so it was great to see us, um, you know, monetize that uh, more effectively. Okay, so what is the biggest mistake you've seen someone make or failure related to product-led growth? I would probably say one of the most important parts of product-led growth is having a fantastic initial product experience. So I'm talking about the first minute your user starts using your product, the first day, two days of their experience is so critical, not only to, you know, whether or not you're going to ultimately be able to convert, convert them into a customer, but also their long-term retention. Uh, that initial experience is really, really important to get right. And one of the topics we talk about a lot is, is new user onboarding. So how do you introduce a new user to your product? How do you teach them about what it does, uh, how to use it, et cetera, in a way that's going to get them to a moment where they see the value of your product very quickly and then ultimately decide to buy it. And one of the biggest mistakes we see made is when a new user starts using your product, you show them every nook and cranny of it, right? So you think about a product tour and you think, I have to show a new user everything they can possibly do with this product. And that is one of the biggest mistakes that we see made in this space, because what, it, what happens is the new user comes in, they start getting this very comprehensive tour of the product and they get overwhelmed, right? They're, they're, they're starting to use your product because they have a specific goal or outcome in mind. And your job is to get them to that goal or outcome as quickly as possible, not show them every aspect of your product, right? It is a phased approach get them to that moment and then start exposing them to more. You know, it's, it's this gradual process and trying to do everything in the first minute is, is uh, you know, can really mess with your, your activation rates and your, and your conversion rates. So I saw a post recently where you took puppies with you to a conference. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about why you did that and then how that worked. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we were at, this was at Zayas and, and I believe the event was shop talk shop talk has 
I want to say, you know, tens of thousands of attendees and there were hundreds, if not a thousand vendors at this, at this, uh, this exhibit hall. Right. So we're, we're sitting there, the team's sitting there planning this event and we're thinking, okay, amongst these thousand vendors, how do we stand out? Um, we were still in the early stages. As I mentioned, I was there from zero to 10 in revenue. So, um, yeah, I want to say this was probably somewhere in the middle of that. So there was still a ton of a ton of room for us to drive awareness, uh, brand recognition, and so that was the that was the objective. Um, make sure that everybody attending this conference hears about Zayas and that we're a familiar name from then on out. So we, I think, the question I posed was, it was quite simply like, "What does everybody love?" And you know, we had a lot of serious answers. We were trying to trying to be pretty professional about it. And then one of the folks on the team said, uh, "Puppies." And it's pretty true, right? Like it's kind of, unless you're deadly allergic to them, everybody, everybody loves puppies. Uh, and then we figured, okay, we all laughed at first and then we started exploring it a little bit more. We opened to anything, I said outside of the box ideas encouraged. And then we reached out to a local animal shelter uh, down the street from where the event was taking place. And we said, hey, we'd love to, uh, we'd love to have you join us at the event. We can show off uh, some of your animals. We're happy to cover adoption fees for anybody who wants to take a dog home. Um, and yeah, we, we, we also had uh, Zayas branded bandanas that we put on the dogs. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool to have the dogs walk through the exhibit hall with the Zayas bandanas on and then come to our booth. And uh, we had them there for about an hour and man, there were crowds, there were lines to come up, to see these dogs. And, and uh, I think mission accomplished. We, we had a ton of, uh, a ton of interest not only in the dogs, but eventually in our product as well, collected a ton of leads. And ultimately the objective was to increase our, our brand visibility, awareness, recognition. And, uh, and we did that. So yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And I get a lot of questions about that. <laughs> it was fun. So that illustrates one of the, one of the tectonic shifts that we talk about on the show. So the main focus of this show is digital monetization. And the vehicle that we use to help people achieve digital monetization is something we call tectonic shifts. So it's what's changing in the business landscape and, and being able to leverage those changes to supercharge your growth. And one of the tectonic shifts that we feel is happening today is for every hour and every dollar that our customers have to invest, they've got a thousand good things to do, right? There's so much distraction. And so being good isn't being good enough. We have to identify that what we call their level 10 passions and connect with them through those level 10 passions. And so I have an ebook that we are just about to launch on the site called Passion Marketing. And I did a TED talk on passion marketing. And and uh, just identifying those level 10 passions and building our whole business around those level 10 passions of our target audience. And you did that. Uh, you, th this trade show uh, promotion that you did where you brought in puppies, you leveraged a, a huge level 10 passion of many of the attendees of that conference. And where there were thousands of vendors at this conference, you became the priority when you added puppies to your brand and you positively associated your brand with something that they had, they had a level 10 passionate about, which was puppies. And uh, so congratulations, you, you, uh, gave a great illustration of passion driven marketing. Thank you. Yeah. I don't, I haven't, uh, I haven't read too much about it, but I'm, I'm excited to, to check out that ebook and also your Ted talk. 
Thank you so much, Eric, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, communication is key to monetize our self-service products. We need to guide our users through their product experience by raising awareness of the features and benefits of our product offers. Number two, to convert our potential customers into active customers, we need to provide a great initial experience. The first impression really matters. Number three, our job is to show our customers that we can meet their needs as quickly as possible. We don't need to show them every aspect of our product. Number four, if we can help our customers achieve their level 10 passions, we will better differentiate ourselves and build stronger connections with our customers. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Eric, listen to part two of this episode or connect with him on LinkedIn or his website, appcues.com. And there's links to both of those sites in the blog post for this episode. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, you can get a free monetization assessment of your business or subscribe to the free monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast and YouTube channel. And number three, please follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. Does your business use product-led growth? If so, how has it worked for your business? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your product-led growth. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.